Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. We got we got like an actual lineup today. Like we got an outline. Mm-hmm. We got a computer. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping it turned on. Yeah. So <laughs> we're trying. The screen keeps going black, and we're like, Kay's like, oh, how do you keep this thing turned on? And I was like, you gotta keep touching it. <laughs> B is a sucker for any kind of pun. You gotta keep touching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but no, we do have to keep touching it. So <laughs> if it sounds like. I'm going in and out of volume is because I have to keep touching the screen to see where we're at. Um, yeah, so how your day went? My day went good. Uh, this uh, beautiful partner of mine brought me flowers, took me out to lunch. Oh, yeah, please talk me up, please. Oh, yeah, please. that was you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah, you got to remember, like, we're poly, so if you say partner, you got to be specific. <laughs> so I, know. I know. Yeah. So yeah, just trying to keep the mystery, okay? That is true. Yeah, we can um, keep the mystery going. Um, where else was going? Are you with drinking that? my tea now? Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> I thought it tasted different. <laughs> my bad. I'm trying to clear my voice up. Mine has a spoon. I did not pay attention to that. I apologize. It's okay. Where 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 was I at? with that um i was telling you that you brought me flowers and it was yeah amazing. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it was dope we went to zaxby's mm-hmm. so romantic <laughs> <laughs> i think my boss low-key gave me some hate when i when she's like oh where'd you go for lunch i was like oh to zaxby's we're just going because uh, it wasn't chick-fil-a no uh, i don't know <laughs> but there's there, there's no chick-fil-a right there is there, there isn't no i don't think so oh. but you know she's thinking fancy i'm like i'm not trying to do nothing fancy I'm just oh yeah no lunch. plus it's your birthday's not until Friday. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> so I was like, what day is it? Yeah, because we're celebrating tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then we are got Friday, and then Saturday. So yep. we're going to Asheville. Doing so. all kinds of big things, but yeah, you're adorable, and you like to do the work thing. You know, gotta do the little stuff. I know a little something. I'm I'm not a helpless romantic. You know what I mean? I like to do little things a here. Helpless and romantic. Helpless. Helpless. Hopeless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's Okay. I got. I never I'm a romantic of, with some sense. I never heard of helpless romantic. Yeah, they are helpless sometimes. You're like, oh shit, somebody need I help mean, that dude. It's a good. It's a good uh, phrase. I've just only heard the hopeless. One. You ain't never seen a dude and you just be like, oh, he's like, he's helpless. He's helpless. He's just so in love that he can't even just look at him. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. And then he's hopeless. And then he's hopeless. Interesting. And then they turn to this podcast. To figure out how to deal with romantic relationships. And apparently NRE, if he's a hopeless romantic. Yeah, that NRE will hit you hard. Yeah. NRE is new relationship energy for all of you folks that don't know. That's a, a poly word, word, but we'll get into that as we continue with 
Yeah, because I think we actually talked about that in a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, that was our day, or my day at least. Um, yeah. This lovely gentleman over here brought me some flowers and some lunch. And uh, we went out. I I coerced one of my coworkers to going with us, mm-hmm. even though she didn't want to because she wanted it to just be our little date thing. But we don't really like to do that. Yeah. Clearly, we like sharing. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're about group activities. Yeah. We're like, No. We can be romantic in front of people. Come. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we did that. And uh, then on the way home, I was listening to Polyamory Weekly because I'm behind on my podcast. Yeah. And uh, Minx was talking about a slew of um, black and poly uh, content yeah. on the internet yeah, in the past yeah. couple months. Yeah. And she mentioned this documentary on Amazon Prime that was only 27 minutes long. Yeah called poly love and i got home and i'm like brian we need to check this out yeah um poly love is a documentary by michelle flores i have no clue who this woman is other than i just read that she made this documentary about an hour ago um but she used a term in describing the the poly love documentary so it's three black people right in the documentary Michelle says they are Afro American. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I ain't never heard nobody call Afro American. I've only heard African American. And you said, no, there's like Afro. Yeah, it's like maybe maybe she's not American. Maybe she's like European or something. I'm not really sure. But yeah. I know when I was um, in German class and stuff studying post war Germany, that when they talked about like. Turkish populations or like people of color in Germany, or they would say Afro Germans to talk about the uh. black population in Germany. Well, all right, yeah. Sometimes I forget there's black people all over. Like I just know because I've just been in America. Yeah. And you don't say like African European because those are two continents, so you probably say Afro European or something like that. It's kind of a weird word to say African American. Is it? I mean, I guess we've been, I've learned it so much. I guess from academic terms because we went through stages of being like negro like af african yeah, all sorts of words yeah <laughs> let's not go any further <laughs> <laughs> um, all right so yeah so do you want to like kind of give the synopsis of poly love poly love so it was a really cute uh documentary that just went into three people's kind of mini story um Avita and Kevin. Oh, by the way, we're going to spoil the whole thing. So if you don't want us to, then turn us off and go watch it. On Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime. Um, so anyways, Avita and Kevin met each other in church. Um, got married. Avita knew uh, that she was bisexual, but uh, they never. she never dated women. Um, I think she might have had relationships with women, but never dated women, um, and was raised very conservatively. The church they went to, like, yeah, it was super even, conservative. Yeah, couldn't even watch TV. You could, men couldn't have beards. Yeah, can't be gay, of course. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like in all religions, it's like, hey, just let you know, you can't be gay. Right. So, Requirement apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, they got married, and I don't know. What? They got married. They had children. 
apparently Evita is a freak. Yep. And oh yeah, so Kevin, and then Kevin doesn't really like sex that much. Kevin or... does not like sex that much, and when she wanted to have more sex, yeah. he would go in a closet and pray. And pray to God, yeah. Which I didn't even know if he was praying to God that Evita would stop wanting sex from him, or he would pray that he could get a could higher sex, sex drive. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think happened with Kevin in that closet? I think as a... Well, I mean, you'd be better to answer this probably, but as a man, I think he probably wanted to want sex. Probably so. That probably took a shot at his manhood a little bit. He's the man. Yeah. It's got to be rough. Yeah. To be a man with a low sex drive in this world. You know? I know I feel bad whenever I'm like, I'm good. And it's like, oh man, I feel like a little bitch. Like, like, hey, yeah. I was like, I'm tired, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we all secretly know men can't keep up, so. This Sorry. is true. It's in the research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're forgiven. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, God. Um, oh, but anyways, yeah, he would go pray in a closet. So there's that. Um, and but they've they worked through that. And they seem to still have a blossoming relationship even after those. Moments. Yeah, relationship was cool. But I guess to spice up their love life, they went to a swingers club. Party. Party, right? Oh, oh, we're oh, missing yeah. a key point. Evita is bisexual. No, I said that. You did? Yeah. Oh. But she joined Meetup, and she oh, joined yeah. a bisexual Meetup, and then yeah. Meetup started suggesting swinger, swinger meetups, meetups, apparently. Yeah. And then they decided to go to a party. Yeah. And they both ended up talking to the same girl separately, and that was Brie, Brianna. Yeah, Brie. And um, Brie quick backstory on her she she talked about the first time she tried to have sex um with a guy and she was about to have they were trying to have sex and it was hurting and she was trying to tell him stop and he kept on trying and he wouldn't stop until she finally blurted out i think i like girls i think i'm a lesbian i think i'm a lesbian and that's when the dude finally stopped and from then on she didn't trust any more dicks in her life Right. Well, for a few years, yeah. Like. Well, high for, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. For mostly, she was like, "I'm a lesbian." Are, yeah, I'm a lesbian because dudes just want to put their dick in you and like don't want to stop. Listen, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's pretty horrific. Yeah. That is like that. That can really mess someone up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. So yeah, so I guess um, Bree went to. Um, but then she had a five year relationship with a guy who she got engaged to. Oh yeah, we are skipping that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like so, she never dated men. Yeah. And, but that didn't work out for whatever reason. I th- I don't know if they really went into detail about that. I have to watch it again. Yeah. But anyway, she was found herself single and was like, well, if I'm and interested in swinging, kind of. And she was like, well, if I'm going to go to one of these parties, I might as well do it while I'm single, which is a weird thought for me. I would never yeah. consider that. Yeah. Especially if you, like, you know men can right? be, like, kind of rapey. So. Right? Maybe you don't want the burden of bringing along your male partner. You're just way more comfortable around. Because at a swingers party, you can say, like, I only want to play with the women as a woman. Yeah. I don't know. I probably would did the buddy system. And gotta, right? she got to have, like, a girlfriend or something right? like that. I like, a know, friend. Yeah. Something. But, yeah. But, yeah, she went there by her lonesome. And she was about to leave. And then she sees Evita. And they connect. And it was lust at first sight. They really liked each other. Right? Right. But before that... She had, Kevin had approached her, yeah. and she thought he was cute and whatever, but um, he kind of, and he, it seemed like he did like a, a very like sweet, like, 
non-threatening approach yeah. and was mm-hmm. just like hey would you like to talk whatever and she's like i'm really trying to only play with women tonight yeah and he he respected her boundary bowed and, out yeah yeah which guys if you're listening this is a key skill learn how to take the no and just move on yeah lady says she doesn't want to do anything all right well thank you and mm-hmm. like you just move on mm-hmm. and who knows exactly She's never gonna. Yeah, but if you yeah if you push if you push the envelope and you keep badgering her, then you're you really can close the yeah door forever you can close you the door forever when you did it. Yeah, and now you're like speaking for a whole gender, and I don't need more men that are trying to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, not we're, helpful. We're trying to change the culture. You're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. We're trying to smash the patriarchy. You're not helping other men. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Smash. Right. <laughs> trying to smash. All right. oh, oh, God. Just kidding. All right. All right. So, let's keep going with that. Then, where are we at? So, they meet swingers thing. And then, so, Vita and Kevin, ha- like, they are... Um, they're going to the swingers party, but they're trying to, like, play separately. Right. Like, their whole thing is, like, you know, we just want to explore our sexual selves apart from each other. Because they're married and they know each other. They're not right. trying to, like, find a unicorn. Which, yeah. you know, for those of you not well-versed in poly talk, is usually a bisexual female that'll date both of them. Right. And... um. Yeah, so they're they're not trying to do the, any of that. They're just kind of doing their thing. And Evita starts talking to Brie, and they start dating, and it's going really well. And they basically say that, or Kevin comes on and says, like, listen, I tried really hard for them to like just date by themselves, even though obviously I liked her because I approached her. Um, but I told both of them, like, listen, like you guys have your thing. Um, and because he didn't, he didn't want to mess anything up that like his wife and Brianna had, because it seems like it takes Avita um, longer to find partners and like especially women partners. Like she, yeah, yeah. she has a hard time finding a yeah. a woman that connects with her and she connects with her back and all that. So he was like trying to trying to really stay out of it, right, and yeah. they were like, Nah, actually, we like you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. He caved. See, it came right to him. Yeah. Yeah. See, guys, if you get the no, you be respectful. You don't, you're like, you just don't know. Like, weeks, months later, she might look back through her catalog and just be like, you know what? That Kevin guy, he was a nice guy. He was very chill. And then before you know it, you're having sex like you originally wanted to. And she really wants it. So, of course, it's way better. And it almost helps that... I mean, it probably doesn't almost... It definitely helps that he's like, no, you guys do your thing. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. He was definitely Because that lets both of them know, like, I'm totally good if you never include me. Yeah. Which is part of it. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. So, yeah. So, that's all going on. And so, basically, they kind of get together. Um, One of the key things that we want to put out is that they had... um, Evita and Kevin had three kids. Yeah. Right, a girl and twin boys. Twin boys, yeah. And there came a point where, um, when Brianna was kind of staying over for a long time, 
and they had to like tell the kids like you know who she was and oh yeah because because like they start dating right and then they're like spending every weekend moment with each other yeah because i don't know exactly what the situation was it probably had to do with um they they go into detail Mm. that you know if you want to find out why you can watch the documentary but um they go into detail about one of their son's health problems and um the kids were living with the grandparents for like a month at one point during all this yeah and this is when they really start dating and they're just spending every waking moment with each other. Yeah. And so, like, that month ends and the kids are coming back home yeah. and they're like, oh, shit, we got to figure out how to tell the kids this. And right. Avita says, like, so, actually, I had to come out, of my, come out to my kids as bisexual because they didn't know what that was. Yeah, so and that kids was, like, didn't the even major, know she was bisexual and That was, like, the that. major point to, like, actually say yeah. that would be confusing, if anything, yeah, but the biggest thing they just like told her like, you know, she's she's here. Um I love her just like I love daddy and you know, she's another adult so you treat her with respect and yeah. you know, the kids were like, "All right. Okay. Cool." And just went back to coloring, you know? Like it wasn't a big deal. Like it's okay. So many people think that it's traumatic for kids and And they're not like they, super young. Like, right, yeah. They understand relationships and people and high schoolers either right i mean the conversation changes with their level of interest right Right, like the the books i don't know what the books actually say because i haven't read any of them but like the the advice out there that i have heard is like you know you speak to the age you're at and you don't go you know you kind of let the kid tell you how much information and questions they have and if they don't have any questions you don't badger them with in details about your relationships you i mean you give the overview of this is a partner of mine i love mm-hmm. and we're all three of us in a relationship and because that, that's that was their story yeah and you know the kids are like cool and they don't have any questions so you know what you don't need to give them more details they're good yeah now one key thing about this and like we'll um well let's just let's go over like the story of like the basic synopsis and then we can start picking it up. All right. So basically, long story short, they kind of rushed things a bit, right? Yeah. You know, they, they rushed like, it. Moved her in basically. Moved in, they start talking about a commitment ceremony between all three of them, and it seemed like um they don't talk about what the actual conflict was, but between Avita and Brianna, they had some conflict. And it seemed like, and even Brianna said, like, she has a tendency um, to not talk about things that are bothering her, mm-hmm. keep them bottled in, but they come out in, like, actions and emotions mm-hmm. and outbreaks and stuff like that. And I guess one day, um, you know, um, Brianna, uh, Evita was trying to figure out what was wrong with Brianna. She still wasn't talking. And then Evita blows up at Brianna and then... Um, Brianna's storming out the house with her stuff, and Avita's telling her, "Well, if you leave out the door, then don't come back. It's over between you and I." And they break up, um, which was like when I was watching, I was like, "Oh man, that's sad." But it seemed like it wasn't, and they both said like polyamory isn't why mm-hmm. they didn't. It wasn't working. It was like a communication issue. Yeah, they they. Neither of them were particularly, like, great communicators. Mm. And they rushed things and moved in really quickly. And they had a lot of, like, jealousy and all sorts of normal emotions to process. And they didn't have a lot of healthy tools for that. And 
um, you know, it's not like your wife or your husband is like going on a date mm-hmm. and you don't, you're not, you're not at the date. So it's like, you have to deal with the house yourself. Like they're hanging out at the house with all three of them. Like you constantly seeing like two people you love, like mm-hmm. interact with each other and right. you're kind of feeling left out. I don't know. There's like a lot of emotions when like it's True. in front of you. That's True. like, that's like zero to 60 kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And they had no like platform it seemed like i don't know if no, they, they went did, to a like, swingers party and edu- then they were right in a polyamorous triad yeah, just i'm not sure if the they blue. had done like a lot of education on everything so you know um but you know as you watch the story yeah so then avita basically says like listen i know we broke up but um she tells her husband kevin like i know you and her still have a connection and you guys didn't didn't have this fight or whatever and they kind of allude to the fact that maybe part of it was about Brianna wanting kids of her own um because she seemed like she was ready to have kids of her own felt like that was her time and they weren't at that place um but you're not really sure because again they don't go into it but anyways Avita makes um it clear to Kevin that like you know, go see her and spend time with her and I'll figure my, my shit out. She really owned her feelings and it's just like, you know, I'm broken up with her, but you, you yeah. enjoy her company and you like her and, you know, maybe this isn't what I envisioned when we all got along in a triad, but maybe it's going to be more of a V right now and maybe, you know, that's going to be your girlfriend and I have to go find a girlfriend for myself like they had originally planned, right? right yeah. Like they planned on dating separately. So they do that. Yeah. But one of the key things was that Brie wanted a child. You think? I mean, we think that's part of the key. Yeah. I think it's part of the key. That seemed like it, it seemed was. like it. Brie wanted a child, and it seemed like Evita and Kevin said not yet, not or like now. they weren't ready. Not and, sure if they will be. Yeah. And it's a hard thing because um, Brie, you know, as you know, with women, like, I feel like clock's ticking, so it's like they need more guarantees, not necessarily wait and see that sort of thing so we think that that maybe alludes to some of the friction and tension that happened um, during that time yeah but um you know uh, the documentary I I don't know I kind of liked how the documentary didn't um it didn't like make whatever problem they did have interpersonally the focus of the documentary it kind of was just like yeah they had like these little problems and they didn't communicate well but like it doesn't matter what they fought about right like they had a lot of love for each other and they're they moved really quickly and they split up but it's not poly and it's not any one issue like you could kind of make it any issue right like it doesn't matter yeah it's kind of can be more people's stories that way um so I kind of liked how they did that. But, uh, yeah, so the story went on further from there. And both of the women were just, like, very respectful about their breakup and was like, listen, like, it didn't work out or whatever. We yeah. had this disagreement. And they really both, like, took a lot of ownership over their own stuff. Yeah. And then they basically said that one day after Brianna's, like, hanging out with Kevin and still doing stuff with the kids and whatever... um. She invited Avita out for dinner, and Avita's like, "Sure, I'll go to dinner. Like, is this a date?" Mm. 
And Bran is like, well, I would like it to be, which I really liked. That was really cute, like, consent yeah. piece in there, thrown in there, right? Like, I would like it to be, but obviously that is your decision, too. Yeah. Because they did break up. That's true. So that was really adorable. Yeah. Um, And they went out and talked out some of their stuff that you didn't, you know, get the details on. And, like I said, it's like a 27-minute documentary. It's pretty quick. Um, so you don't get all the rough details, but... Um, they talked out some stuff, and they kind of ended the documentary with the three of them back together. Back together, yeah. But very briefly, and yeah, you're not really sure. Yeah, but it seemed like I don't know. I like that it's on healthy terms. Yeah. Because I'm a believer. I don't like to think that relationships end. Mm. I just think that they change. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's just changes. Like, you've had that relationship with someone. You might be more of a friend now, but that doesn't mean that I can't still love you as a friend or or something like that. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to hate each other and not be around each other, can't stand each other, yeah. you know? Yeah. And even when they were obviously having some serious feelings, um, breaking up. They were still very respectful to each other and treated each other really well. And they, I really liked how Avita really and Brianna really respected uh, Kevin and didn't like put him in the middle. They seemed to like really respect their separate relationships with him. Yeah. And was like, listen, like I want you and Kevin to be good. I'm not gonna like mess yeah. your stuff up. And I want you and Brianna to be good. I want to mess your stuff up. And yeah, it was nice. One of the things that I also really like about this is that this these relationships formed organically yes it wasn't hey let's go out and find a third or mm-hmm. hey we need we want a girlfriend or we want a boyfriend it's like you're just out open to meeting people you meet someone you connect with them and even when they ended up liking the same person they didn't even then they yeah. didn't stop and say oh let's both date her right kevin's like nah you have her yeah like it wasn't even an option right because I don't know if you can tell, but we're not we're against forced relationships. Yes. Very much so. Like very much. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I like when things just organically Even happen. Even our dogs are you know? against them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to call it free form polyamory. Yeah. Just let it organically grow. It manifests into whatever it is. Copyright Queen City Poly. Yeah, copy that. Copyright that Queen City Poly. Free hashtag freeform polyamory. Yep. It's gonna be a thing. Yep. We're writing a book. Yeah. It's gonna pop off. No. And we'll get the bag. Sure. <laughs> Not my socialist ass, but you know, whatever. We'll see. You gotta make money some kind of way. I know. I'm just saying it's gonna be hard with me. <laughs> God. I have to be the capitalist of this family. No, you the don't. I'm not going to let you. <laughs> Donations, welcome. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. All right, so where are we at? So, so, yeah, we have a triad bias, but we don't have a triad bias if it's an organically formed relationship between three people that may or may not have, you know, we don't care about the chronology of when, who dated who first, right? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. yeah but that was a really cool documentary you should watch it yes um, check it out 
NRE is a dangerous thing. Maybe don't move in that quickly. I don't know. Yeah. Slow and steady is kind of nice. Yeah. We'll have an episode maybe where we're talking about that more NRE a little bit more so yeah. people know. Let's do that. A little bit more. But yeah, if you check out the documentary, um, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the like, final part of the show. Is it a show? Yeah. Episode. Um, we got questions. Yeah, we got questions. So, if you want to send questions to us, uh, send an email to queencitypoly at gmail.com. Someone sent in some messages, so I'm excited to try to answer. I'm super excited. We got a couple questions after episode one. Yeah. So, this is from Ren. Um, Yes, these, well, all of these questions are from Ren, all three. We're going to go through all three. Yeah. And uh, the first one is for BB specifically. And Ren asks you, BB, how how do you feel, um, or do you feel like your marriage failed because of your desire for a polyamorous relationship, or were you looking for something so different from your marriage, and then you just happened, you were just looking for something different? from your marriage and you just happen to find happiness in this polyamorous lifestyle yeah so when i was married i didn't quite know the language of polyamory i knew that there was something wrong with the type of relationship i was in it was very isolating and i couldn't do a lot of things and that just led me to just seek out ways of just like working through like relationships in general like Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out how to do relationships better yeah and within that i started seeing these things of like open relationships and so i definitely remember having to talk with her about like possibly going to like a maybe like a swinger thing or something just to like spice it up a little Mm -hmm. bit because our shit was you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but um yeah like i was just trying to do that and of course like she wasn't into it but i mean like that wasn't like the make or break deal like if her and i could have just worked out our regular communication stuff like it probably would have been fine but um well to an extent but you know what i mean like but it wasn't me seeking out other partners you or didn't like know that. you wanted poly that bad when you ended right i didn't know it was a legit thing like i thought it was just mm-hmm. something that like rich white people do right yeah. but you were seeking a marriage where you could have the space to have female friends platonically yeah yeah because I, I mean like i said in episode one like i have like female friends like and i like having female friends right so because like cute backstory brian took me to a poly 101 on one of our mm, early dates yeah early dates early on dates and we were talking about our poly origin stories and well what you said there or part of your explanation there was that um you were really seeking the ability to like have strong emotional connections with people of the same sex. Yeah. And I kind of assholely um, laughed and was just like, you don't need Polly for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jerk. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you don't. I mean, you don't need you don't need, you like, don't need Polly for that. But uh, monogamy to for me, that. like, I guess the type of monogamy that I've been used to. That was, was like, you can't. You can't do this. Yeah. You, you can't, can't do, do that. that. Yeah. You can't look at her. You yeah. can't be friends with her yeah yeah that was like 
the narrative of most of the relationships I've been in, I just knew I didn't want to experience that. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, no, Polly didn't me seeking those relationships didn't ruin the marriage. It was just a cocktail of other things within like two people yeah. being in a relationship that ended it. Yeah. yeah. And then once you left, you wanted to start something new. Mm-hmm. And you read a lot of poly things and you're like, well, if I'm going to start over, I'm going to start over and try this. Yeah. But I wanted I wanted to be solo poly. Like I wanted to just have (laughs) some detached sex with people and just not nest and not be like too involved. Yeah. And that's just not me. So (laughs) poly. Well, if poly is anything, it is a wonderful route to self-discovery. Yeah. It really is. You learn a lot about yourself. So. You really do. Especially when you try to do something that yeah. you think you want. Yeah. You learn very quickly if it's really you or not. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take long. Nope. Yeah. Before you know it, you're like talking about having babies and moving in with me. I know. You know? This is true. <laughs> Bra- uh, BB's a nester. I'm a nester. Yep. We love him though. <laughs> All right, question number two from Ren. And these ones are kind of just general poly questions, so we'll just kind of go back and forth about these. But uh, Ren asks, is it a struggle to keep everyone emotionally happy in polyamorous relationships? It's a struggle to keep anyone happy. It's a struggle to keep your kids happy. It's a struggle to keep your boss happy. You can't keep people happy. Like, people make themselves happy. Like, happiness is something that comes from within. Yeah. You know? It's definitely a struggle if that's what you're trying to do. I don't think you should try to do that. Yeah, you shouldn't try to make people happy. You should just... You should do things that they enjoy and like that they find happiness in. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Right. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Be respectful. Yeah. But have good boundaries for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own happiness. Right. And you are an autonomous individual and it's not your job. To keep someone happy. Even someone you're falling in love with. Even someone you're in love with. Even someone you're committed to. Even multiple people you're committed to, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, I know we've had talks like the, that early on in our relationship. When I do, when I am struggling, just, I don't know, with life or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm in a bad mood because you want to fix it or something. Yeah. And I've had a lot of conversations with you saying, listen, it's not your job. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I'm getting better. You are getting... Yeah, you are. I'm getting better. You're getting better. But, I mean, it's a nice reminder, right? Right, yeah. Come a long way. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's 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 not a bad thing to try to want... Or to want to, um, you know, alleviate some pain yeah. from your partner. But want in my case, <laughs> it led me down rabbit holes of... Taking care of everybody else. Taking care of, yeah, exactly. Taking care of people but myself, so. Yeah, so, but I mean, in terms of emotional, emotional happiness in polyamory, um, poly's all about owning your own shit, so it's your job to own your own emotions and deal with them, and you can ask for what you want and ask for what you need, and give yourself good personal boundaries but at the end of the day and then but then at the end of the day if you're not getting those needs met you know you leave like you really you you communicate well and you don't try to make anybody do anything 
Word. Word. All right. Final question. I love these questions. They're awesome questions. Yeah, they are good questions. Shout um, out to Ren. Ren, you're awesome. Are you seeking something different from each person that the other partner or partners may not have? Or um, when you decide to add another person to their relationship equation, is it because they offer something different? So until recently, I've started looking at relationships as these like transactions, basically. And I know that sounds like very cold, but it's like if you're not adding to my life, then it's like subtracting. And then it's it's got to be an even exchange. You know, what I mean, like I can't be doing like all these things for someone and then they're not giving me anything valuable in return as far as like love or like mm-hmm. whatever that I would need as far as like a relationship goes. And then vice versa, like if I'm just training someone else, like that's not good, a good like relationship transaction. So it's all based on like what what's organically happening. Like if I'm really attracted to this person and we're just like physically attracted and all we want to do is like do something physical, then that might just be our type of relationship. But mm-hmm. communicate you know, that. Right. Exactly. Got to communicate sure that. That's why she's there, too. Right. But if I'm with a girl that likes you know, she likes to, you know, watching basketball or something like that. And she's really into stuff like physical stuff, like trail running and all this stuff that I do that you don't necessarily like to do. Then like that might be like our thing Mm -hmm. that me and her and I do or something like that. But it's not something that I'm out looking for. Yeah. I'm going to look at a scuba diver. Yeah, cause I don't, I don't, I don't mess with the water. You, yeah, that's a good one. You need a scuba diver. I do. Well, you need I someone got, that likes water. Yeah, Drew, but. And um, likes um those like, those shows that you watch. The dramas. Yeah, with the, the blood, dramas? with the blood and all that. I can watch those by myself. I don't need it's terrible. for that. It's terrible. Or other women. Those are those are female friend shows. I don't really like watching. I don't, well. I don't not like watching them with other people. I can watch them with other people, but I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll figure something out. <laughs> Scuba diving. I'm trying to think of I'm try- just, like, oh, think of other things that we don't like to do together. Um, I don't like listening to like that stuff that you and Drew be like. What stuff? It's like 90s. 90s. I don't know what it's called. Like classic pop. What is What is that stuff? Oh, yeah. That's just all the stuff he plays. Yeah. Like on guitar? Yeah. Yeah. Like when y'all get into like that mode, I'm just like, well, I'm going to just step to this side because I don't know any of these yeah. songs. Yeah. It's like, I just listen to rap. <laughs> and I love that because that was missing from my life for <laughs> yeah. so long. Like, yeah. So, he yeah. Would, he wouldn't like, he would make fun of me every time I turn Little Wayne on and then look at us. I know. You know? So we've been listening to the Carter 3 for like two weeks straight now. Mm. That is a good album. As far as just so like, much fun. it's just fun. It's a fun album. Weezy. <laughs> please say the baby. <laughs> oh my God. Weezy F baby. Please, please say, say the, the baby. baby. <laughs> but my answer to this question is, you know, yes. I mean, everyone's unique, right? So you're not going to get exactly what you get from your partner from anybody else so you don't really have to try to seek otherness i don't think in people no so 
I mean, and you don't want to like, like I'm not going to go hunt down and like, I, I don't have boxes to fill. Right, yeah. I, like I'm not trying to collect partners and collect this list of hobbies or some shit. Like right, I'm right. not going to go try to find a scuba diver. If I go, if I talk to someone and I vibe with someone and they're in, they, they you know, swim or something and they're maybe into scuba diving, then yeah, yeah let's plan a trip or something. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not like I have made a list of everything you're deficient in and I'm trying to go find that somewhere else. Yeah. And we have types. I mean, I have a type that I like would love to get with. It's just like that girl like just hasn't appeared. Mm. Like, you know, I would love to have the Erica Badu, you know, type that makes jewelry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just got some incense going, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. But hey, I'm not. I'm not specifically just looking for that. Right. But you know, right. that's what I'm attracted to. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we both have like a lot of interests and a lot of different types. Yeah. Like I'm always discovering new types, or you know, people just surprise you. So. Just kind of go with it and you try to communicate well about what you want and what you're offering and how much time you have and all that fun stuff. I think what I need to get better at is communicating when I'm in limbo of not knowing. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. We could do a whole episode about that. But I'm also a Gemini, so people think I'm just flaky as fuck or like I just think I'm like. My limbo is different from your limbo, though. My limbo is like, I don't know if I like you yet. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're like a heart line. Mm. <laughs> like... That's so tough. Like, I haven't decided. I haven't decided. <laughs> but then you know me. Sometimes it's like I know really quick. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like with me. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's like okay, yep, you. And other times it's like eh, I don't know. And then sometimes it builds slowly. Yeah. Or sometimes it just doesn't come at all. See, I like to just like really get into it. And then figure out they're crazy. Start using some L words. Yeah. And fuck I, it all up, huh? I do. Yeah. I throw out the love okay. word a lot. But that's just because I have universal love because I am a Buddhist. Yeah, well, you should probably explain <laughs> that when you say it. I probably should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These are great words. You know, from Coach that's K. helpful. That's why you're Coach K. It's helpful. Because you got, you, you got the plays. You know what to say. The communications degree, you know? That is true. I forget you got two degrees. Yep. Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Poly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood, from his album First Saga, available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.